Hi there, this is David Hayden Jones, otherwise known as Mr. Catch on Supernatural, and you are listening to Neil Before Pod. Neil Before Blog presents Neil Before Pod. Hello, and welcome to the next instalment of our weekly Legion Review Podcasts. This week there are more mind games and an extra dose of weirdness in the episode titled Chapter 4. Another reduced X team this week, we have myself and Chris, who Hello. is coming to us in a vaped state. <laughs> Which animal did you ingest vapour from? Um, uh, it wasn't an animal, it was from a lemon. It was a, it was a sip of, from a lemon. Oh. Let's call That's it a lem sip. <laughs> I was hoping it would be some kind of giraffe. Uh, do, do you know what a giraffe? A giraffe would be useful, you know, so that you know I'm, I'm pretty tall, so it probably need to be something like a giraffe, otherwise I'd be crouching down. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame we can't vape that way. <laughs> or perhaps it's good. I don't know. I'm sure they'll be inventing one now somewhere. <laughs> you someone can get caramel on the internet and popcorn flavor. I'm sure someone's inventing some sort of giraffe that you can vape from. A giraffe delivery system. Yeah. Yeah. The internet wants it. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, unless you have anything spoiler-free to say, we should just descend into dreamland and spoiler land and all the lands. Yes, let's descend into all the land right now. Okay, now we can say what we like. Uh, what did you think of the episode, Chapter 4? Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's, I, I'm being surprised continually by the show, uh, which I like a lot. It's sort of breaking many of the rules that we've come to expect, really, um, when it comes to these programmes. And, uh, yeah, pl- pleasantly surprised each time. Yeah, I was worried that the whole visiting memories thing would become repetitive and... I think if they'd maybe continued with it for an entire, another entire episode, it might have because, you know, we had two episodes of similar things, but this one, it really changed things up a bit and let us see different aspects of powers and other people and, and how the universe works and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was worried that we were going to have another, in, you know, sort of investigating dreams. And as much as, much as you still had a bit of the, the memory investigation going on, it was sort of piecing together the gaps that have been in in David's uh, dodgy narration. Yeah. Um, so far, surprisingly so in a lot of cases. Yeah, I really liked how they they talk about how memories change. So they they keep saying that you know memories are unreliable, the curtains are the wrong color, and all that kind of stuff because people just remember things differently, and every time they tell a story, it changes slightly. And I think that's going to tie into the whole dog thing. You know, David always wanted a dog because it's a normal thing to have. And maybe eventually he'll remember having a dog. Yeah, I mean, I I listened to last week's podcast and what um, Aaron was saying about the the images that he sees, the people that he sees, uh, like Lenny and the the angriest boy in the world and the 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 sort of little 
the, the blob, yeah, um, being different aspects of his his powers and his his personality, and I think the dog is part of that. You yeah, know, it's it's like he, he has this the, these companions that sort of lead him astray, and I think the dog was probably his earliest companion that would lead him away. He's he, you know, they they seem to say that. You know, he would always run off with the dog. He would go away and, you know, you'd turn around and suddenly be off running away somewhere yeah. following the dog that doesn't exist. Yeah, because it was all but confirmed that he doesn't, he never actually had a dog. Yeah. But, yeah. It's a, uh, and it keeps talking about him making fake memories or to hide the real memories. Mm. And I'm not 100% sure why that is at this point because they keep... I guess they keep dancing around it to the point where they're not ready to answer the question yet. But it's one of those um, Sid is starting to doubt David a little bit because she thought she knew him and now she realises that his powers are creating this other persona or have already created another persona that she can't understand. Yeah, I mean, when they started extracting the memories from other people in other, you know, the devices, I didn't know you could extract memory from devices, but there you go. Um, from a from a record player, um, you know <laughs> everything it, has a memory, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't know that. You know, imagine if you went near someone's bed. Anyway, um, let's not. <laughs> let's not imagine that. Um, <laughs> you know, the memory coming off of the the tape seemed to show a, a murder, <laughs> almost yeah. a, a brutal attack, and then you find out the guy is alive, or at least pretends to be alive, and then you find out from the girlfriend that Lenny was a guy. Yeah, um, he's combined Lenny and Benny, whoever yeah. that is, in his head, and the the Lenny persona takes on a completely different role in this episode. You know, it's kind of um pushing him to lash out, which is ultimately what gets him outside of his own head. But, you know, it's, it's very strange because normally she's been the kind of placid one who's encouraged him just to kind of kick back and do nothing. But now she's actively, or he, or whatever it is, is actively can, encouraging him to, you know, to embrace everything and, and lash out and attack people and so on. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if it's when he's thinking about using his different powers, that that's when you see the different characters yeah. running around. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work out what each of the characters are for, um, probably in the same way that Aaron was in last week's episode talking about it, because there must be a reason, there is a reason that you're seeing these specific characters at those times. Yeah, it seems yeah, like the roles keep changing, though. It 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 seems like that, you know. It's it's like when he's when he's scared, he sees one character. When he's or or is it when he's using different powers, or he's about to use different powers? Yeah, because each time he's seen Lenny, he seems to have used. Or when I'm thinking back, he seems to have used his sort of teleportation type mm. power. You know, he's he's been able to sense something going on somewhere else. Yeah, it's yeah. Trans- talking to uh, Lenny's what gets him to teleport outside, isn't it? And then yeah, or whether yeah. she's just getting him frustrated enough, yeah, that he can access that power. But it seems that sort of anger or frustration is what sets him off with that particular gambit. But somehow managing to get from some sort of dream within a dream state into 
you know, back into the real world, not only back into the real world, but back into the real world next to a moving van. Mm. To save is, Sid, of course. To, yeah. <laughs> is is pretty impressive. <laughs> um, yeah. if, if that's a harnessable ability later on. And we see that single frame of um, Lenny becoming the, the blob mm. type figure. Um, I think... I think all these roles are kind of fluid and it might get to a point where he associates the Lenny persona with a certain type of behaviour and then that will kind of shift and he'll get encouraged to different, do different things. So I'm wondering if he has like proper multiple personality disorder, you know, if there's different people living in his head. It, it could be the case. It, different people living inside his head. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to work out who those characters are. I'm 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 convinced there is a, a sort of higher reason for it as to which characters you're seeing at which time, but and I just don't I don't have a solid theory on it yet. Yeah, and we're kind of at the point where the show needs to start answering questions rather than keeping asking more. I think because we're we've had a lot thrown at us already over the past four episodes, so. Unless it's just building to question upon question upon question upon question that you'll find out the answer to in season six, you know, it's hmm. um, it, there should start being some payoff, and I think with him getting outside of his head, there might be. There's a balance that they've got to keep because obviously, at some point, it's going to become really unsatisfactory, whatever the answer might be. Yeah, um, that you're going to go, oh, hang on, surely it wasn't that all the time, but. It depends on whether we are going to get, like you say, an answer within this series, or if they're planning on on not stringing it out, but you know, keeping a lot of it hidden in the background for the future writing. Yeah. Um, it 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 does seem that every week you're assaulted with a lot more information, a lot more characters and questions that that pop up. I mean, the opening of each of these episodes has been very confusing. <laughs> um, I don't know if you're wanting to brush on that at the moment. Yeah, might as well, yeah. Chime yeah, in. but um, I'm guessing Oliver is that um, the name of the character in in the suit? <laughs> uh, Eugene. Eugene. Eugene is it Eugene? Eugene. So Eugene, um, yeah, a, a, a weird monologue about. Oh no, it is Oliver. Talk. Where am I getting Eugene from? Uh, is it all right? Okay, <laughs> it's all right. Uh, let's say Oliver. I, I, I just wrote it down because that was the name he said in the story at the beginning. Yes. Frizzy to, about Frizzy Top the Rabbit. Yes. And it, it, after about watching that two times over, trying to go, what's, what's this about? I, I still don't quite understand. Well, I think um, David's the rabbit, essentially. Mm. Uh, and I think parts of his what we've seen so far kind of fit what was said there. Uh, not entirely though, but I think um, I think the details of the story are less important than the fact that, that Oliver is narrating, you know, because he says he's going to give us a play in five acts and he's going to be talking about empathy and fear. And that's essentially what you get throughout the episode. So you get these kind of five key points of, of change within the, um, within the, the plot of the episode. Um, and there's the whole fear as a motivator. So you either, um, it's interesting that it talks about telling stories to children. You either want them to feel sympathy towards something or afraid of something. Mm. 
I'm not sure I necessarily would, but I don't have kids, you know. But um, but yeah, if you think about it, kids like to read or have read to them scary stories, you know, because any kind of emotional reaction, I guess, is is exciting. Uh, and the the stories that make kids cry, of course, you know, make us all sit through ET when we're six years old and, and all that stuff. Um, so I find it interesting that he was his narration was kind of highlighting the how the episode was going to play out in some ways. And of course, yeah. he's just he's a bit mental, so it's you know <laughs> it's fine that he's telling himself. A.K.A. the audience a story. Yeah, I, I just, I, I sort of watched the beginning and I'm going, this is weird, there's a man in a floating ice cube uh, is the beginning of this, is this show. <laughs> and I'm thinking, it's just like in, anything that the writers have come up with, they've just stuck to the board. <laughs> Float, floating ice cube, yeah, sure. Let's put the floating ice cube in there. That's You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to figuring out what all this is. I've, I've tried to avoid Googling um, peop, you know, fan theories and different bits and pieces because I think someone's probably already answered it out there, and I'll end up spoiling it for myself by <laughs> by googling it. You know, I want to get there on my own <laughs> with a little help from you and Aaron, maybe. But just... by what I've seen on the internet, everyone's as equally clueless. Oh, that's good news then. That's <laughs> good news because I'm sitting there thinking there's someone out there who's got this all figured out already, knows exactly what's going on, and I'm sitting there looking, going, I have no idea, and I'm quite <laughs> happy that I've got no idea at the moment. Um, but I, I will, you know, I will be bitterly disappointed if we get to episode eight. It finishes, and I go. I still have no idea what's going on with any of this, you know. Yeah, uh, Germain Clement, though, as Oliver, could you find a better guy to play this, this oh, insane character? <laughs> a mad, a, an absolutely mad character, and I hope we see a little bit more of it. The With those uh, monochromatic orange suits, or what? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just yeah, very. Very impressive, and I'm trying to think of the British actor he reminds me of. Well, uh, Aaron mentioned that it's like the boss in the IT crowd. Yes, that's exactly that. the guy that I'm thinking of, and I can't <laughs> remember the actor's name. Yeah, he also name. does a Toast of London that show, um, <laughs> and I, I cannot remember the guy's name. Um, and it's really annoying me. But yeah, the, the, the boss out of the IT crowd is the <laughs> best, best uh, sort of uh, description because that's kind of who I thought it was at first. You know, the first Matt few Berry watched. is his name. Matt Berry. Yes, yeah. there you go. Because um, he looks kind of like him, and he's always saying off the wall sort of things. Yeah, and so you that, know, you that... could picture that guy living in an ice castle. Yeah, yeah, a, fl- a floating <laughs> ice palace with jazz music and uh, or experimental jazz or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, it sort of <laughs> reminded me of Magneto's um, prison as well in X Two. Oh, the plastic yeah. prison. Yeah, I don't know. Was there a chess set in there from to play chess? I don't know. I didn't know. Uh, there was. I mean, it, there, it was kind of ornate inside, which was like his uh, prison, and I mean, it, that's about as far as the comparison grows. It's just hanging over something, so. You know, it, can, um, it just reminded me of it. It was the first thing I thought of when I saw it. Other yeah. than that, my God, it's a big ice thing. You, you can imagine and create whatever you want here. I created a floating ice cube for reasons. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the Oliver character, I still don't know where I got Eugene for. Maybe Eugene Bird, because he's Oliver <laughs> Bird, isn't he? Mm. Who the hell's Eugene Bird? <laughs> <laughs> um. 
he was a commandant in the Spando Allied prison from 64 to 72. Okay. Oh, there you go. Well, yeah, I'm just getting stuff from nowhere, much like yeah, the writers of the show. Pulling out. If a character called Eugene appears in a future episode now, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to think that you've got spoilers on now. I know. Spoilers I've just, within uh, spoilers. I've just somehow, uh, through osmosis, figured something out by accident. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I don't know how he ended up there and how long... Um, I should try to look back at the at the conversation they had when they went down to visit him in his little ice chamber downstairs <laughs> in in Summerland, where he's in a diving suit and stuff. Yeah, yeah, where he's tra- he's he's trapped inside a diving suit inside ice. Yeah, now, whether which, that's you know, which explains the um, the cold. Which, yeah, he yeah, says it's which, the one thing he can't shift. He can't get yeah. rid of. So. Um, it, it, I guess he'll be responding to external stimuli and it'll conjure this thing. But maybe. Is he just frozen to sort of protect his body? Is he? Is that his power? Does he create yeah, ice? It's, I don't... it's unclear because David's able to visit him in the astral plane, which is an interesting thing to refer to because that's a very Marvel thing. Uh, as we recently explored that in, in Doctor Strange. Um, and it's one of... it's. It's weird that they've just thrown that in there in this episode because you've got you had the whole mindscape stuff which was fine and then you had a mutant that could enter a mindscape and now suddenly David has the power to create another plane of existence that he can you know pop his consciousness off to and uh, Oliver Bird can also do that so they must have a similar power set in some way. Hmm. But was he aided there through that memory when he when he tried to to hide in the memory, that's how he ended up on the astral plane. Yeah. I don't know. It's clear that David can get there. And and he's somehow able to teleport to himself completely back out of it, and not only that, to a completely different location in the real world at the same time. Yeah. Man, that guy's a lot of powers. He does, he does. And I, I do, if he ever figures out his full power set and how he can control that, um, he's going to be unstoppable. Yeah, don't know if you've ever seen that Twilight Zone episode or the Simpsons parody of it, with the the child that's the most powerful child in the world that can do anything. No, no, I'm... no. It was in the Simpsons as well, where he turns Homer into a Jack in the Box and stuff like that, because it's <laughs> just so powerful. It was a Treehouse of Horror one, obviously not a normal episode, because that would be even weirder. But anyway, it's this kid that can do anything and David's a bit like that I think at least from what we've seen so far every episode there's something else that he can do yeah no definitely definitely showing that and I I do like that the character is sometimes as surprised as we are at what's going on Yeah. in in particular when he appears in the astral plane and he's sitting in that chair and there's a man in a diving suit (laughs) waving at him (laughs) The sort of the reactions that you get from them then are um, yeah, <laughs> yes. impressive. It is great. Um, it's so weird, but yeah, the, the astral plane thing is interesting because obviously we've been talking over the past few weeks about what universe the show might be set in, and the X Men universe is a very obvious one, but it never occurred to me it could be the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But the astral plane would support that somewhat, except it looks nothing like the Marvel Cinematic Universe has ever looked, because that's been more or less pretty pretty real-world looking, other than, you know, flying suits of armour and things. 
Yeah, it's. Um, I don't think we're any further forward with finding out if it is within the proper, well, the proper X Men universe, or if it's within an MCU or semi thing all by itself potentially. We may you never know, find out. I don't think we ever will. I, I don't think we will until I, I still maintain the theory that if this proves popular, that they will embed it into one of the other. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do have the feeling that that's, that's a potential and they're just sort of holding their cards until they know if they're onto a winner or not. Well, I'm sure David can pop to whatever universe he wants. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. He can just he's jump gonna, in. He's going to show up in Legends of Tomorrow next week. You know, just... <laughs> just out of the blue. <laughs> that'd be, uh, that would be impressive. Yeah, why not? He's he's got a quite a good power set, so uh, yeah, yeah. So, but the astral plane stuff seems to be another power he has, and he can leave his he can leave his own memories. They they talk about how um, he's not in his own head anymore. He's just kind of like you see the body lying there, but he's not there. You know, the lights are on and no one's home, kind of thing. Yeah. So that's that's when he's in the astral plane, and then suddenly he's able to reclaim his body and teleport somewhere else. Very bizarre. But I think um, Oliver Bird is going to be extremely powerful, and maybe something about keeping him on ice is to um, to get to restrain that power in some way. You know, maybe he's a danger to the world around him, or the people around him, or himself. I think a bit of that is going to be the Melanie Bird character's secret. You know how you said yeah. in previous episode, there's going to be they're going to reveal something about her that makes her unreliable, makes David question what he's been doing so far. I think that is going to be part of it as to why this guy is on ice in the basement. Mm. Yeah, because the, obviously there's a reason for that. They just haven't told us yet. But yeah. uh, Melanie definitely seems to know. And um, there's that bit where the ghostly image of the diving suit appears in front of her and she she acts all knowing as if she expected this to happen at some point. Yes. Funnily enough, the, the Tomorrow People had a father character, you know, an older character on ice in a basement. Uh, yeah, this, this theory's continuing <laughs> on now, isn't it? It's grown arms and legs since we mentioned it a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, we keep making connections. So maybe he'll... Maybe he'll have a bullet inside him and uh, and his consciousness needs to find his way back to his body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. So I think um, yeah, I think Oliver's narration makes sense because it's all a bit crazy anyway. He's in the astral plane, he's living in his ice castle, he's playing really bad jazz music, he's you know so if he's talking to the audience, that's fine. But why do you think um Sid is narrating as well. She doesn't seem to be talking to anyone. Um, That's true, but I don't know if it's because of her connection to David in the first place. I mean, she's now seeing um, the different characters that David sees. You know, when when, when they're on the bus, for example, she sees the sort of angry boy in the background. And she's seen a few of the other characters about now as well. It seems like because she swapped bodies with him, she's tied in a way. Yeah, and she's, and she, like I said earlier, she's starting to doubt him in a way because his memories aren't adding up, uh, like he, like she would want them to. And it's interesting that he keeps returning to um, him having sex with his girlfriend or his ex-girlfriend because that's something that she can kind of obsess about because she could never do that due to her abilities. Hmm. 
So I'm not sure what her narration is pointing to, but um, it I don't know. It feels slightly out of place. I mean, we, we, we both watch so many other superhero shows where the, the main character is always talking to the audience for some reason. But it feels out of place here because it feels like things are just more calculated than that. Yeah, it's. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it it seems like something that will probably play out later, but I I don't know if they're if they're trying to get some sort of dual narration type thing going potentially. Yeah, because if you if you were always seeing everything from David's point of view, I don't think you would ever get a clear answer. No, because I've talked already about how unreliable a narrator he is. The viewpoint, yeah, the viewpoint is so well. skewed. Um, that you've just got no chance and I think they're seeing it as well um, and I think from the audience point of view you kind of need to know okay we've got one semi-stable narrator <laughs> who's showing yeah. us what's going on yeah and I th- yeah the things other people are saying could just be hallucinations because they've been in David's head and these things have crept in so I mean Sid is pretty close to him uh, but other than that, you know, but other than that, it just might be one of those things. It's like a, a hangover in a way. Hmm. Could yeah. be now that she switched with someone else that um, that that disappears or that weakens in some way. Yeah. This is the it's... first time we've seen a proper view of her power in action. Yeah. When she swapped with the eye. Yeah, and the eye should really start talking. You know, I'd like to find out what that guy's up to. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we'll... Yeah, I mean, I, does he talk? <laughs> Do we know if he can talk? Well, he can talk, because she talked, yeah. didn't she? But uh, but he's never really said anything himself, has he? No. He's intimidating, though. I'll give him that. It's very intimidating. I mean, yeah. when the bullets are flying and he was just walking... Now, I don't know whether he was walking through the bullets or that the bullets were magically going round him <laughs> as he yeah. walked. Because <laughs> there was a lot of machine gun fire and a lot of nothing hitting him. Yeah, or maybe he's just that fast, selectively that fast. Because mm. we've not really seen what his power set is, apart from the fact that he was mimicking being the doctor. Yeah. Um. But if that, I don't know if that's his only power, or if that's just something that he's picked up. <laughs> yeah, there's more to work to do on that. I think him. Um... I think for now it's he's kind of this thing that's just after everyone. Um, yeah, seems unstoppable at the moment, though. Really, yeah, bit of a Terminator esque figure. Yeah, he was surprised by what happened, but they're not going to be able. They're going to have that element again. Mm. Yeah, uh, maybe it won't get developed. Maybe it'll just be a thing that that gets dealt with rather than gets any kind of expositional development. Well, some, sometimes that leads to you having the best villains, doesn't it? They'll actually explain the the, yeah. the better kind of thing because once once you know, um, I, oh, I wish it, they'd never told me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose it's like, do do you really need to see uh, eight year old Darth Vader? Probably not. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. It turns out, yeah. but yeah. it's. Um, yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm interested to see see what goes on there. I was also glad to see a, a sort of semi-explanation of uh, uh, Carrie and Kerry's ability. 
Yeah, that, that was something I was talking to Aaron about, actually. Um, he can't be here because I don't know why. <laughs> um, because well, I'm going to start... And I'm here, you know, so that shows a, la- a lack of commitment. I'm going to start a rumour that you and Aaron share the same body and can only be in one place <laughs> at the same time. Apart from that once where you were, you know, but... But we, we we pre-recorded one half of that conversation in advance. <laughs> that's you see, that's that's how we that's how we managed to do it. Damn, we've yes. been caught. It's yeah. just so we could get a double appearance fee. <laughs> yes, that uh, twice nothing, two times nothing, still nothing. But you know, you're getting paid double, so that's more than I get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I was I was talking to Aaron about it actually, and he was saying that. Um, he didn't really feel like it was needed to explain how their, you know, how their relationship in effect, because, and the episode gives you enough visual information to let you know that's what's happening. So having that, you know, conversation about how their power works and how they share a body and stuff, I think I agree with them that it's. It, I would have got it without them, without that. Yeah, I think I would. Ag- if they were going to do an explanation, they probably should have done the explanation in a prior episode rather than doing yeah. it in the episode where you see the two sort of coordinated and in yeah. sync. In that well, I mean, way, you, because... you see her coming out of him. Yes. So that tells you everything you need to know, you know. So They did sort of lay it on quite thick in this episode because, um, uh, you know, they sort of have the conversation in the corridor. The, uh, Melanie Bird and Kerry are there in the corridor. And she says, "Oh, do you do you miss her?" Yeah, because you know, it seems like they're, they're never apart, really. And so he's going, "Yes, I really do." And you know, it, they sort of laid it on really, really thick with what was going to be happening later in the episode. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, you don't know what the the result is. Yeah, if, but, uh, but we did get a dance number. Out of we, it. we did get a dance <laughs> number out of it. So yeah. Aaron, I'll be really happy. We got a dance yeah. number. We got a sort of jazz dance along with coordinated fight dancing yeah this way we got it all uh one dancing with a mop one dancing while knocking down soldiers another guy and he's floating ice cube having a little boogie (laughs) um everyone was enjoying themselves oh everyone was having a ball uh (laughs) (laughs) apart from the soldiers who were getting like knocked out everyone else yeah yeah else was fine yeah get a little dance number you know it wasn't a song and dance number but it was a dance number it was yeah, it was close enough. Uh, I, I quite like the those characters as well because they're very distinct from each other. And I think I would um, I'd have to go down saying I like Carrie a bit more. I, I just think she's a bit I don't know, she's a bit more unrestrained than Carrie is. He seems he's quite uptight in some ways. Well, she she says that in the episode herself that he yeah. he's had to do all the boring things while she's got to have fun. Yeah, you know, so she he, gets to fight the soldiers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's just personal preference. I think both characters are fine, but I would, I would come down and say I'd like Carrie a bit more. I just, I think the actress is really good at being just, you know, completely unhinged to the point where she she's uncomfortable to watch sometimes. <laughs> Another thing that Aaron um, made sure I mentioned was the reference to Alice in Wonderland again because he brought it up last week, and. Um, I don't really know the Alice in Wonderland story well enough, but uh, he was talking about the Snickersnack, which apparently is the sound of the Vorpal sword, not the Jabberwocky, like he thought last week. Yeah. Um, but there's the link to the whole Wonderland thing. And, of course, now we have a rabbit. 
And now, now we have Frizzy Top the Rabbit. Yeah, which is not the White Rabbit, but still a rabbit. And I, I suppose the rabbit hole is digging down into the memory kind of thing? I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah, or the astral plane. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, yeah. So, lots of imagery and lots of connections and referencing and all that stuff. Yeah, I really do want to Google some of the theories, but I think it will spoil it for me if I have a look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, just come up with our own half-baked theories. Yeah, that's it. And I, I quite like seeing his sister in prison because it's weird that the prison has a hill. I, I was going to ask about that. It's a weirdly designed prison. I, I'm guessing there's like glass, a glass wall on one side. They've got sloping sides <laughs> and, and like a little ledge at the top. I don't yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just that you're only allowed to, you know, you're only allowed to sit straight on this short piece of land. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's in the rafters or something. And that's maybe why. it's in a weird part of the roof. <laughs> yeah, but it's got it's got the glass wall. That's the one that faces the camera. Yes, that's where we look in through. Then it has a traditional wall at the back, I think. Yes, and uh, she obviously gets her food from a a separation on the left hand side as we're looking in. Yeah, I think so. It's 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 a weird design. I'm guessing it's because they've been holding people with powers, so it must deflect powers in some particular way. That's all I'm guessing. Or it's just crazy. Or, or yeah, yeah. Or, or someone just went nuts and poured the concrete in the wrong place, and they just had yeah. to make do with what they had. Yeah, and then you've got the whole the David's doctor who doesn't exist anymore. He's just sitting in the cell. Yeah, you do wonder why they've kept the doctor. Yeah. Surely there's nothing more they can gain from the Doctor. They have something against killing, perhaps? And they haven't showed it so far. <laughs> <laughs> they have something against killing this guy? or they have uh, Yeah, that one guy him? in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose David has a measure of trust for the guy, doesn't he? I mean, he, he confided so. in him enough over a period of time. But you'd think once you've got the sister hostage... You don't particularly need the the doctor. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird one. But, you know, you get to have conversations about people no longer existing, despite the fact they clearly exist. Um, Those are always interesting. I I always like these kind of black ops government things that just lock people away and pretend that they never existed. It's kind of sadistic and and fun. I don't know. Well, at least I'll know when someone says that you never existed that you're having fun somewhere. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be fun. For, it's not your, fun for your, the person. Your, dream, that your dream, your dreams have come true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next time I try and do a, a call to you, and I get told no, he doesn't exist. I'm like, all right, no. okay. What podcast? <laughs> what podcast? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this guy never existed. I'll be like, oh well, Craig's having a ball somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is there? I don't know, this was a really weird episode because I think it was one of the slower ones in terms of things that yeah, were going up, up on. until the sort of final five minutes, it was a bit plodding and thinking, and I'm sure it'll probably be one of those episodes that'll make a lot more sense down the line. Yeah, if it's going to... I suppose you could see David's teleportation as being the start of us getting answers on things. You know, so the, the show will start changing direction, maybe, towards a resolution, because it's only got... It's only got halfway to go now. You know, it's four episodes left, so um, it's going to be building to something. 
Yes. So maybe things will start paying off. Um, I feel like the if there is to be a big battle in the last episode, it will be David fighting this these parts of himself that are steering him down the wrong path. So you'll have to defeat the uh, the the blob thing. Maybe you'll have to put Lenny or Benny or whatever they're called uh, in it, in its place. That kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know. It might be that he needs to reason with them, or he needs to figure out what they are for himself, so that he yeah. can he can control them better. Yeah, because you've got the whole uh, Lenny encourages him to act so that she can she can do something because she seems to have a plan and wants to latch well, on to David for that reason. Yeah, you can't be here because this this is disrupting my plans. Yeah, uh, you know you can't sulk here. You can't be stuck here. I need you to go out and then. She shows him what's happening, I suppose, or he shows himself what's happening. Yeah, and Lenny is almost parasitic in some ways, in that in that sense. Yeah, you know, sort of eating away at him, forcing him to do things. Because it yeah. seemed like it was just a character that was having, you know, random fun, was just sort of out there for a laugh kind of thing. But yeah. now he seems to be getting more sinister. You know, there there is there is a plot or a scheme there in the background. Yeah, and I'm still wondering about the fake memories thing. I mean, what is he covering up? or And does David know what he's covering up? Or is it something he's doing oh, so that's, unconsciously? That's why I think that he probably doesn't know. It could yeah. be something that, you know, from, from what we're seeing, it could be something that Lenny's done. Could be, yeah. I mean, me and Aaron touched on the fact that he may have killed his mother last week, you know, when we, last week when it was the whole, um, he did something and his father told him, taught him a bit of restraint or whatever. But we also count, or Aaron countered that with the fact that um, his sister still clearly cares for him mm. and might not if he'd killed the mother. Yeah, because I remember last week you were suggesting that it, it could have been the dog that, you know, at least you could maybe forgive him for killing the dog, but now yeah. we know the dog doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I, I don't think. I don't think the the brother sister relationship would recover from that. She still seems to care. You, it could be that he caused her to leave in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think if he if she knew that he had killed her, then definitely not. Yeah, it's difficult, but. Still interesting. Uh, it's keeping me hooked. I'm enjoying it. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. And I still like the actors. I still like the characters. I quite like the the little flavours we're getting of the other characters as well. Um, Sid had a bit more focus this week than she normally does. Uh, yeah, in, in the I, sense I think they've of, all been doing. I, I think they've all been doing great. Actually, I've, yeah. I don't think there's anyone that particularly stands out to me as being weak. No, from a character point of view, they're all beginning to get filled out a little bit, beginning to yeah. see some of their motivations. Not all of them, but some of them at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think on that note, I, I certainly don't have much else to say. Uh, I'm not sure if I've said anything useful in the last forty minutes or however long this has been. Uh, what about you? Do you have anything? Uh, 
no, nothing else to say. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm all used up. That's my limbs up almost dry. So <laughs> we're all legioned out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Episode five. Answers, perhaps. With a question questions. mark at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Answers, perhaps. Yes, um, perhaps. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 they would need to go at some pace of answers if they're going to resolve anything by the end here. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I look forward possibly to find out more about the motivations of uh, of this section that keep taking people and find out find out what's happened to Kerry. Yes, that would be that'd be a good start. I think we'll get more answers about the real world stuff if it is indeed anything happening in the real world. Because can the characters even trust that they're not in David's mind anymore? And they they do make reference to that, you know, where uh, Tonomy mm. says, "No, nah, we're fine. We're in the real world." And then, like a minute later, he's like, "Maybe we're not." Mm. Yeah. Right. Let's hope it's not all a dream. Within a dream, within a dream, within a dream. <laughs> yeah, a spinning top when you need one. Let's not have the Dallas ending. <laughs> just you know, it's say uh, Ian McKellen in the shower or something like that, <laughs> or, or you, uh, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> you sure it's not you that's on the medication today? <laughs> well, no, Dallas had the um, the JR was it JR character in the shower yeah, at the end the of the season? Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I'm just using Ian McKellen because you know Magneto or Hugh yeah, Jackman. Why, why not? <laughs> yeah, might as well. Yeah, I think David would have figured all this out by now if he had Charles Xavier helping him. He, cl- or, he clearly or maybe, needs. Or maybe uh, Charles Xavier would now be stuck in David's mind. Who knows? Maybe. But I choose to think that Charles Xavier is much better than that. Because <laughs> he's wise and whatever. Uh, unless it's in Logan, of course, which will be the next podcast. <laughs> Don't spoil anything for me. I've not got to see it yet because I've been ill and not wanting to pass on my diseases at the cinema. Uh, I wouldn't worry about that. It's a, it's a breeding ground for disease. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, I think Legion is covered for episode four, chapter four, and we will reconvene this discussion with chapter five next week i look forward to it as do i that was our discussion on chapter four a special thank you to youtuber 331 e-rock for the supplied music we hope you like what you heard and if you did please subscribe on itunes youtube or any major podcasting app please tune in to the next before politics